Welcome to a series of netcasts brought to you by Yale University. This is Leslie Powell, Director of Outreach for the Yale World Fellows Program, talking with Maxime Trudelubov, a 2009 World Fellow. Since 2003, Maxime has been the editorial page editor for Viedemosti, Russia's most influential, independent daily business newspaper. By nurturing open, informed debate in the pages of Viedemosti on political and social issues in Russia, he plays a critical role not only for his own newspaper, but for Russian journalism as a whole. Maxime also co-anchors a weekly talk show on Echo Moskvi, one of the few editorially independent radio stations in Russia. Thanks for joining me, Max. Hi. How are you? You've been with Vietnamisti in various capacities for a decade. How has this one newspaper been able to remain editorially independent when so many others haven't? Uh, it has, um, there are a couple of reasons. Uh, it's, uh, the, uh, it's the ownership structure first, uh, because we, uh, the newspaper is owned by three uh, publishing houses, uh, and all of them are foreign. It's all foreign-owned, which gives us... Um, and, and also, there is a shareholder agreement, and all, all, all of the owners have the, the right of the first refusal. So it's likely to stay within a publishing house. Vietnamisti is owned by the Wall Street uh, Journal? Yeah, it's, uh, it's Dow Jones, the owner of the Wall Street Journal, Pearson, the owner of the Financial Times, and a Finnish uh, company called Sanoma. And uh, the second reason is that we are a business newspaper, uh, which which makes uh, which 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 makes a different uh, difference in Russia. Uh, somehow, the uh, uh, the current administration uh, gives <laughs> gives a break to ev- to anyone who's in, sort of into economics. E- economics is 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 free. Politics. It's it's politics where you are uh, you are sort of uh, you know t- walking in a d- d- dangerous terrain. It's well known that former President Putin has brought most of the Russian media or much of the m- Russian media under Kremlin control. Does your paper ever come under any pressure, or do you personally ever come under any pressure? Uh, not directly. Uh, uh, I think th- they are reasoning us. Uh, that's that's one uh, that's one reason they they need us because we are one of the uh, very few really independent um, editorially and uh, independent uh, news outlets. So they need uh, some kind of information, and I think that the the uh, there's a certain amount of appreciation on that uh, um, that that we are we're we're just doing a good job. Uh, well, that's my belief. I think that that's that's why. Um, but there is pressure, actually, and it, it very often comes from big businesses, not the government, but the big businesses, because they are, they are very opaque. They're, uh, they're not transparent, most of them. And uh, one of the uh, missions of, uh, of our work is, is to try and, and to make them uh, more accountable than they, uh, than they are. And this is actually even more difficult uh, than to deal with, with government because government doesn't have a name, doesn't have a, mm, you know, a face. It's a machine, and uh, these uh, large companies, uh, you know, they defend them, they, they defend themselves. What form does that pressure take? Well, they're calling. They're uh, they're 
sometimes it's even uh, threats. Uh, they say that you know if you publish this, we do this, you go to court. You know, uh, so it's uh, it, it feels. Uh, I'm not actually doing this. I I just know that um, uh, uh, correspondents and journalists who are dealing with uh, large businesses they often uh, feel sort of really. Uh, it's like in a way it, it's 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 almost like a war sometimes because. Mm. You also write a column. Uh, yeah. for Vietnamisty. Tell me about some of the issues you like to tackle in your column or or often tackle in your column. <coughs> uh, I'm, uh, I, 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 in my columns, I, I prefer to stay out of uh, politics because I'm, I'm, uh, as, as, a, as an editor, I'm publishing the, all this stuff. Uh, so my idea is I'm, I'm trying to, to talk about uh, society and... Uh, how we developed as a society for the past 15 years, uh, 17 uh, years uh, of uh, post-Soviet Russia. So uh, I'm looking at things like um, uh, whether people are ready for some collective action, whether uh, they're more, more like I- individuals. This is a big issue in Russia because the society is very atomized. And um, we're um, anyone who's studying society uh, as a scientist, as a, as a social scientist, or or a journalist, we're we're very keen to to understand uh, uh, whether there is any progress in uh, in terms of uh, forming a civic society, whether people are ready to defend a cause. Uh, on their own, without any coordination from uh, any kind of authority, which was the case under the Soviets. So this is the sort of the main and the most important line of uh, research and analysis uh, for me as a as a columnist. And what do you think? Are they? Um, I think that it it got actually worse because of the uh, it, it was it was getting better it was getting uh, better in the 90s uh, and it, it got worse now uh, because of um, uh, government policies and because because of all the uh, it's it's been deliberately uh, sort of uh, I, I think that this issue has been deliberately addressed by uh, by Political engineers, political technologists uh, who are working for the for the Kremlin, because they they don't want to have a, an active civil society. But the actually, grassroots movements of of sort of a, at a small level, at local level, are actually developing. So it's not like there's no uh, there's no nothing nothing happens on a national level. Let's say. But a lot happens on local level and within um, uh, the internet community. Let's say people who are communicating. The new media actually mean a lot. When I first spoke to you months ago, you told me that you were working on something that you called the anti-Stalin project. What is this? This is um, also a very important issue in. In Russia, 
because uh, for many people, especially older people, uh, Stalin has uh, some kind of a symbolic symbolic meaning. It's a figure uh, that signifies uh, the former glory or the former greatness of uh, this nation. And uh, they feel that it's all emotional, mostly. Um, and uh, when they, uh, many, many, of, many of Russians, unfortunately, didn't uh, uh, find themselves, uh, they didn't find their, uh, didn't realize themselves as uh, under, under, under uh, the market conditions, because the huge thing that happened to everyone in Russia was the, uh, the market reforms of the early 90s. So people kind of want to get back, uh, many of them. And this is, uh, this is the sort of the next thing they, they, they get to. This is a big name. This has some meaning. It connects with um, their childhood memories sometimes. And also it it's somehow means that uh, uh, Russia was was great uh, uh, under under Stalin. So my my project is to try and explain and uh, and with sometimes with figures that you are being emotional. Look at this. This is exactly what happened, and you just uh, have to know this to point out the the, the realities rather yeah, than just exactly, the nostalgia. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You recently published an op-ed in the New York Times about the relationship between President Dmitry Medvedev and former President Vladimir Putin, who is now Russia's prime minister. The question you tried to answer was, who's in charge? So, who's in charge? Uh, well, the short answer is Putin is in charge. Uh, the A longer answer is that uh, they play different roles. They divided, uh, um, they uh, actually, they're one, but uh, they, it's it's like two faces of, uh, if you will, of uh, uh, of uh, one entity. They're addressing to different audiences. Putin is addressing uh, this part of uh, the Russian society, uh, the actually the one that uh, enjoys um, memories of the Soviet past, and uh, Medvedev is addressing a, a younger audience and uh, a more dynamic and less dependent on the state. Uh, part of uh, our society that's uh, actually uh, frustrated with the current state of affairs and uh, people who think that uh, uh, we need uh, reforms and we need more adequate uh, public services. So it's natural for them to sort of being critical. Medvedev, the president, uh, is being critical very often of the current state of affairs. and uh, But he he's doing this because he wants to appease, as it were, this part of society. And uh, it's it's pretty cynical, but um, unfortunately this is the way I, uh, I think it is. Um, of course, I'm giving the benefit of the doubt to, uh, to the president, but I want to see uh, some action before uh, I, I change my mind. You are about to leave Yale where you've spent the last four months and go back to Moscow. What's next for you? Well, I'm uh, going back to my uh, job. 
and uh, also I'm late on my uh, book, <laughs> which uh, I thought I would be able to uh, to do a lot of work on here, but I couldn't because it, uh, it was so busy here. What is your book? Uh, well, it's it's actually the anti-Stalinism oh. project. This is a, uh, this is uh, this is something I want to turn into. I published a lot on this, but uh, I I want to develop this into a, a book. And um, uh, so these are, I think the book project is 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 the the priority. Uh, if you can reflect on the last four months that you've spent here at Yale, um, what is it that you will take back with you? Or what have you learned? Uh, I learned a lot. Uh, and I, I think I learned to communicate a lot better and find like-minded people. And, um, and I've realized that we're not that different, uh, actually, uh, that there are lots of people uh, who, to whom I can connect very easily. And uh, there's no there's no problem there's no uh there's not much of a cultural divide or something of that kind uh but also uh, uh the second thing that's really important is this that uh, i learned to um to be uh, more open uh russia is a is is like an island uh it, it's a big place and uh, even intellectuals uh, sometimes are uh, too Russia-centric, as it were. Uh, we see everything through the prism uh, of uh, our country, our history, our current situation. We kind of live uh, on an island. Uh, and um, now I, I, I'm, I, I build some bridges, I, I would say. And I can explain a lot more back when I, when I come back. I sort of can help well people who who would care to, to listen that uh, uh, actually there's a lot there's there's a there's a lot of global stuff going on and you just you know you got to listen and you got to take part well we're glad you uh, left your island for a few months and joined us here thank you very much for speaking thank you today. so much